Veterans of the Cincinnati Bengals are officially reported to training camp. And depending on when you're listening to this episode, training camp might have started. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can subscribe to this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. It makes it really easy for you to become an everydayer. And shout out to all of you who listen to us every day and make us your first listen when you start your day. And if you're new to the show, we've been doing this show for very long time now, years and years. And James also covers the Bengals over at allbengals.com. And we don't introduce ourselves very often, but I figured today with the start of training camp, the start of the 2023 season officially underway, I would just give folks that are new to the show a little bit of a quick rundown of who we are. This episode of Locked On Bengals brought to you by eBay Motors. Championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. Go check out the auto parts available at eBay Motors and the eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Really quickly, one disclaimer before we dive into the rest of the episode, which is going to cover a lot of the pup list stuff. We recorded this before Chidobe Awuzie was cleared and activated from the pup list. Much of the rest of the conversation is the same, so we will cover that in more depth going forward, but just wanted to get that disclaimer out there before we dive into the rest of the episode. James, let's dive into some of the news that we didn't get to earlier this week. And for the everydayers who checked out yesterday's episode, Mock Turtle Soup was served, and (laughs) Mike Brown, Duke Tobin, the Bengals' top coaches all met with the media. We talked about some of the big takeaways from that luncheon, including a lot of the Mike Brown quotes or non-quotes talking about the salary cap, talking about Joe Burrow's extension. Today, we're going to talk about some of the transactions that also transpired a little bit of time ago, depending on when you're listening, that we didn't get to. And that includes some of the guys added to the pup list, most notably Chidobe Abuzie, which is where we're going to start the show, and Lyle Collins, which we'll talk about as well. And the Bengals bringing back Mitchell Wilcox at tight end. But let's start with Cheeto, James, because the, the tweets, at least my tweet about Cheeto, going on the pup list stirred up a lot of concern and I tried, really? well mm-hmm. i tried to explain to people that this isn't the pup list that means that you have to miss four games or some people thought it was six games it's now four games if you make it to the regular season on the pup list but just a quick distinction for those of you who are concerned there are technically two pup lists there's the active pup list physically unable to perform. That's what you're on in the preseason. You can be activated from the active pup list at any time and then rejoin the team. If you make it to the regular season and you're still on the pup list, you revert to the reserve pup list, reserve physically unable to perform list. And if you make it there, then you have to miss at least four games. And then when you're activated from the pup list, you have a 21 day window to practice with the team to be activated to the 53 man roster. If you're not activated to the 53 man roster in that time, then you revert to the pup list for the rest of the season. But all the players currently on the list for the Bengals, which includes Mitchell Wilcox, who the Bengals recently signed, Shadobi Awuzie, Lel Collins, and Devin Cochran, the 
uh, college free agent signee from last year, offensive lineman, those guys can be activated at any time. And that also applies to Chidobe Awuzie, who we speculated recently, James, you know, and talked about how, how soon he might be ready. Yeah, he, he's ready. Spoiler, he's ready. The expectations are, uh, that you know, that he was, I've said it, be ready for week one. And, and I don't know if he's ready for week one, but he doesn't have to be because it's still July. And so I, I think we're going to see Cheeto early in camp. And everything I've heard about him, about his progress, all of those things lines up with what I saw during OTAs when he was moving around. And, and obviously I posted video on social, moving around great, planting, stopping, starting, all of those things. And Lou Romo echoed the, those same feelings and thoughts uh, over uh, over some mock turtle soup. So when you have that and you have it aligning, I think you put them on the pup list initially almost to take a little pressure off of them because it isn't about him being ready right now. It's about him being ready on September 10th, I believe it is, against Cleveland week one, the same place that, that he obviously hurt his knee on Halloween. So th- that's the goal, and I think he's on track to do that, which is just – it's a game changer for this defense – Jake, I was looking at the defense in depth and, and kind of doing a, a first roster projection pre-training camp style. And it's deep, but that cornerback room feels much, much different if you just X'd out Cheeto. Let's say the pup list for a couple of games, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let's say it would be the four games. That that defense just feels different because now suddenly there's a bunch of question marks that I don't think are there if you have Cheeto. And I don't expect him to play, by the way at the level he was playing before his injury right away and think that's unrealistic. But even if he plays at 80% of, of what he's capable of, I, I certainly think he's the, their best outside cornerback on the team. Yeah, I think that that's 100% true. He's the best outside corner on the team going into the season based on what we've seen from him throughout his time in Cincinnati. Cam Taylor-Britt has a chance to continue to build on his 2022 and – battle for that role as he might be the Bengals number one corner of the future DJ Turner pending DJ Ivy let's make sure we give credit to the seventh round pick pending if he if he shocks us and continues to draw praise from coaches and work his way up the depth chart but if it's not Jadobe Abouzier who Lou Adarumo like you said said that he had full confidence in Cheeto said he's moving great then who who is it playing corner opposite Cam Taylor Britt? Is it Sidney Jones? Do they go with a veteran there? Is DJ Turner ready to go? Who who steps in to that role opposite Cam Taylor Britt? Because we've talked about liking the depth at corner, like you said, but for me, that always came with the understanding that those guys have had the time, mostly DJ Turner, to get their feet underneath them. Because sometimes it takes a little bit of time for rookie corners, as we saw with Cam Taylor Britt last year needed a little bit of time, got onto the field, and then continued to get better throughout the season. Is Sidney Jones a guy that you're trusting? We like the Sidney Jones signing. He has veteran experience, and maybe that's as simple as, as, as that, and he will be the guy. And we'll see who's taking CB1 snaps with Cam Taylor Britt in training camp right away. I'm sure there will be a rotation there. There was in the offseason program, but... Either way, it's, it's a step down from Cheeto. So if he is ready, which I think we expect him to be, judging from what various coaches and and uh, other p- personnel, like Duke Tobin, Mike Brown, if they talked about you. I don't think Mike Brown did. Came up with, with uh, Duke Tobin, didn't it? 
Yeah. He said that Cheeto could be up and going soon. Wasn't sure about LC, who we'll talk about a little bit later. So if those guys, or if Cheeto is ready to go, it's, it's a huge boost, as we've discussed, for, for the secondary. It is. It's a, it's a dilemma if he is out. And you mentioned Sidney Jones the fourth. And I think he's the guy that you look at when you put that, the, the, the roster together and you say, could he be beat out? And I know the Bengals, they're going to say, all right, well, there's competition everywhere and all of those things. But like Mike Hilton isn't getting pushed. Cam Taylor Britt's on the roster. DJ Turner was your, your second round pick. He's on the roster. So where could you push? And you could say Jalen Davis, and I think some would, but he's your nickel. Clearly your backup nickel. So I think it is Sidney Jones. And so will Alan George flip it and make it him and and beat out Sidney Jones for a potentially the sixth cornerback spot? I don't know if it would be that. It might be the fourth. Maybe they – I mean, we saw last year how Lou Anarumo kind of used young corners and, and young defensive backs in general. you got to earn that trust. So mm-hmm. DJ Turner might not be in the rotation right away, and that isn't a, hu- a huge deal um, if that's the case. So we'll see. But but I, I think that's if I'm Alan George, that's who I'm eyeing. If I'm DJ Ivy, the seventh rounder out of Miami, that's who I'm eyeing is the guy that I want to be better than and, and have to beat out for a roster spot. Because it, it probably is when you look at the path to the roster. There is a real competition at the back of that corner room. I, I do <laughs> think it starts with Sidney Jones. He's just got so much experience in the league playing at a – an average to above average level with Seattle, with Jacksonville, a lot of that in a backup capacity as well, or a not full-time capacity. The most snaps he's ever taken a season was 730 with Seattle in 2021. It's also his best season, according to PFF. Um, but, But he had some valuable experience with Jacksonville, with Philly before that as well. And so that's what you're talking about beating out. And, and that's the challenge for these younger guys on the roster. But Great news for Cheeto, I think, uh, despite the pup list designation, the way that Duke Tobin and, and defensive coordinator Luana Rumo talked about his readiness, I think is encouraging, and we'll get to see very, very soon how he's doing. Coming up next, Mitch Wilcox is back. LC also on the pup list, but a bit of a different feeling around LC. We'll continue these conversations in a minute. Today's show is brought to you by Better Help. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. And so whether you're dealing with decisions about your career, relationships, anything else in life, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want to do, how you can navigate it so you can move forward with confidence and with excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And that's why better help is here for you. If you've thought about starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. And all you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire that gets you matched with a licensed therapist. And maybe it's not the right match after a few sessions. Well, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H E L P, betterhelp.com slash locked on. James, let's talk about LC next, the other yeah. big name on the pup list, the other 2022 starter on the pup list. There has been a lot of discussion this offseason around 
the right tackle position. Uh, we, we know that some fans are eager to see someone besides Jonah Williams taking snaps at right tackle. And even some great offensive line evaluators, great football evaluators, would prefer LC if he was healthy. And we mean when we say that all the way healthy, like best seasons in Dallas healthy, not last year playing through injury healthy. Unfortunately, LC is quite a ways removed from being fully healthy at this point. And coming off that ACL, it isn't clear from what we've heard that he will be ready at any point in the preseason and out of all of these guys, maybe Mitch Wilcox is another one because he was is coming off an injury as well. I think LC is going to start the season on the pup list. And and you can go back to, you know, the conversations we have with Brian Callahan after the offseason program as well. And you'll hear some similar, some similar hints, I think, where keeping LC on the roster, if they do indeed choose to do so, which seems fairly likely they would they would have a bit of a, a of a cost an injury settlement cost associated with releasing LC at this point. And they've said all along, they want to give him every opportunity to show that he can be a good player when he's healthy. You get that reinforcement a couple of weeks into the season, whenever he is ready. And that is a big boon. Like Cheeto is coming back to the corner room for the top of the depth. I think that LC getting back there would really help you from a first veteran off the bench perspective and will be really cool in that extra lineman package the Bengals like to run sometimes if he is an extra lineman in there playing that uh, third tackle spot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think especially after Mixon's reworking, you can afford this luxury and what a luxury it is because you don't have to rush him back. You don't have to say, hey, man, just throw a brace on it and, and give us what you got and, and keep us above water. You can really let him heal. And I, I think Lel is – and I haven't talked to him, but I think just knowing him a little bit, he is going to make sure he heals. Because this is – it's such a crucial time in his career because of of what happened last year. And if he comes back and he just doesn't look anywhere near like, like the guy that, that – a lot of NFL teams have come to know, like Bengals fans were expecting last year when he signed. What's next for him, right? He's 30, injury prone. Is It was the label, and it's it's tough to find jobs that way. So I think he will take his time. I think the pup list is likely. And at the same time, I, I think it's it's probably best for him and best for the team because we've seen what happens with with attrition especially at the offensive line and in that offensive line room and look at who they're banking on at right tackle. I've had Jonah Williams is back all off season long, but he's by far the, let me make sure, let me think about this. Yeah. The most injury prone guy on the the starting line that we know of as of now, he's, he's dealt with multiple injuries, missed his entire rookie year, got it hurt at the end of 2020, obviously last year played through the injury most of the year. So he was hurt, not injured necessarily, but it was too much to overcome. So, yeah, he has a lot to prove, but you can't bank on him staying healthy. And, and so Lel Collins is waiting in the wings, so to speak. And obviously Jackson Carmen's in the mix for that job too. I just think Jonah's uh, far and away the favorite. So I, I, I love the idea of them giving Lel time. And now there might not be the, the cap pressure or concern 
even though it's a lot of money to spend at right tackle, we know how much Jonah's making, nearly 13 million bucks. We know Lael, the, the cap. I mean, you're spending a lot of cap resources on that right tackle spot, but they were this close and right tackle has been an issue in each of the past two years uh, in, in during their deep playoff run. So I, I think it makes sense. Keep him, get him healthy because you just might need him when it counts the most. Yeah. And, and it would be a nice bonus if, if LC is your first tackle off the bench, he, he has experience playing a number of offensive line <laughs> spots as well. Well, and he's Orlando Brown insurance too, because you could always put Jonah back at left tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, in and I that's what I think would would happen. Let's say Orlando got dinged up for a half or something or a game, I think Jonah would move, and then if Lyle was healthy, he would just come right back in and play right. that right tackle spot. Right, and, and like you said, we'll see what happens with Jackson Carmen. He has a, a big preseason here to prove that he can compete for NFL starting level play and, and, sure. and NFL go win the job. Snaps. That'd be great. Yeah, I think the best. One of the best outcomes for the Bengals is Jackson Carmen forces their hand and and outperforms a very motivated Jonah Williams to win the right tackle job. I mean it, it would be great. That that means Jackson Carmen has taken a massive step forward in, in many, many ways. Sure. You talked about Jonah Williams being uh, having injury history himself, and he does. He's last season aside, mostly removed from injuries that have taken him out of the game. He obviously had the rookie year issue. He missed a lot of time in his second year, 2021. He played the whole season, 1,301 snaps last year. He still played 1,100 snaps, 1,131 snaps. So he he did get injured and he was playing through injury and he had the kneecap issue that required surgery in the playoffs. So hopefully he just is able to avoid weird kneecap stuff and and can just stay healthy and return to that 2021 form when he was primed and you go back to our season previews last year i thought for a big jump to being one of the the top half tackles at left tackle in the nfl that's a perfect example if jonah if if something like that happens i don't think jonah plays the next week and stays in if lyle is on the bench i think they'll say no get healthy We have another guy behind you. I think last year it was the, the drop off was so far, mm-hmm. and it was like, man, if he can get out there, get out there. And it was just like that with all these guys. I mean, Lyle played through stuff, and it's because of the drop off. And now I, I don't think there would be nearly the drop off if if you had to go to well, let's say in week seven mm-hmm. or or week three. Let's say he avoids pop and it's week three, whatever. But that would that would be a nice aspect of it too is if jonah does get nicked up you can say all right get healthy don't play through this for months and months and months because obviously it affected his play it was his worst season last year for sure and you made a good point earlier as well just to make sure this doesn't get lost because i thought it was a good point that it could be this is one of the things that the bengals are talking about being able to fit into the salary cap after joe mixon reworked his deal it could be that they got to a point and, and they decided, you know what, we actually want to keep LC for that insurance. And we'll see. Time will tell here, obviously. This is speculative. But it could be that that extra $3, 4000000 million that they save on the cap with Joe Mixon's new deal is enough to keep LC to, to fit in Joe Burrow's extension, to fit in T. Higgins' extension, mm-hmm. because those are going to lead to cap hits this year if they get done. So that, that could be as simple as that. And I thought that was a really good point. Coming up next... Yeah. Look at you praising me. I'll take it. I make a good point every other show. Sometimes. Got to give credit where it's due. Coming up next, Mitchell Wilcox. 
Back with the Bengals, this is something that we talked about for quite a while, adding a little bit to that tight end room, but also on the pup list. We'll talk about that tight end room a little bit. And a pretty cool thing the Bengals are doing, give it a shout out because we give credit where it's due, coming up next. He's back, Mitch Wilcox, the tight end everybody wanted the Bengals to sign. They were on pins and needles all offseason about, actually, anytime the tight end position has come up in recent months. I feel like we've mentioned him, Jake. And the Bengals signed him officially on Monday. They put him on the pup list. He's going to be back soon. Had off-season surgery. I don't want to comment on the exact surgery because I need to confirm, but he's close to 100% from what I've heard. So good to go there. I have a take for you. I'm completely fine with the Bengals' tight end room. I don't think it's great, but it's literally the same room as last year. But... They've added a piece in Irv Smith Jr. and swapped him out for Hayden Hurst. Like, I think it's fine. I don't think it's great. But I think the guys behind Irv Smith Jr. will know their roles, and he's going to be their pass-catching threat. And if Smith gets hurt, they won't use the tight ends. To, they won't throw it to them much. And if they do, it'll just be here and there, and they'll adjust their offense a bit. What do you think? I think that we've talked about this tight end room. And I think that you're right that the top is is pretty similar. The Hayden Hurst, Irv Smith comparison, very different stylistically, as we've discussed, throughout the offseason when they signed Irv Smith. But similar in terms of quality. You would hope that from a, a style perspective, you get something a little bit flashier, a little bit more explosive from Irv Smith. But the depth is literally identical, like you said. And, and last year, when they lost Hayden Hurst at times, they stayed afloat. In fact, they won, I think, every game that Hayden Hurst missed. I think. So, what's to say that they can't survive if they have depth questions at tight end again? It's, and it's surviving, right? It's it's not... If they would have drafted one of these guys that we were talking about, if, if Sam Laporta falls to them in the second round... You're hoping that you're doing a little bit more than surviving if you need to go to your tight end two and promote him to tight end one. And I think this year it, it is more surviving. But on the upside, all of these guys very familiar with what the Bengals do, very familiar with the system. And if they do have to play a little bit more, they should at least not be lost out there. They should be able to play fast and, and understand what they're being asked to do. I agree. I agree. I think... That's that's a big part of it. Uh, I am curious. Do you think they'll keep all four? I mean, given the history of the guys they have, Drew Sample coming off a season-ending injury, Wilcox currently hurt, Irv Smith has a history of not making it through a season. It feels like four, that this could be a position where they go a little bit heavy if they don't think they can get one of these guys to the practice squad. If Mitchell Wilcox can come back for training camp and you said that he's close and and practice in the preseason, I wouldn't be shocked by four. At the same time, we've talked about how tight the competitions are across this roster where if you count the names, two to three free roster spots that they have to decide on for all the positions where they have roster competitions. And you could see them... Potentially try to sneak a guy onto the practice squad here. My gut is saying this is a spot where they go a little bit heavy and keep four. What do you think? I think almost the opposite. I think Devin Asiasi really needs to show 
mm-hmm. that he belongs. I just and, think from a, an insurance perspective, with some of the injuries that these guys have had lately, they might they might feel forced. And and maybe at the same time, it it gets really tight. And so I think going three at tight end, rolling the dice on Asiasi clearing waivers, I think there's a pretty good shot at that. Or Will Cox, for that matter, he was mm-hmm. uh, out of the the league all off season. It's not like anyone else signed him. So I think that part's interesting. But you're right that they they are dealing with some injuries there too. And so. Which way do you go? I, I think that's a, an interesting balance, especially if you keep seven receivers. Knowing the depth they have in that offensive line room, they may be forced the other way to only keep three tight ends and uh, hope that they make it back to the practice squad, whatever guy is the odd man out. Mitchell Wilcox, am I, am I reading his history right? Has been on the 53-man roster since 2021. He was on the practice squad in 2020. He was activated from the practice squad in January 2021. And I believe he was unsigned as an unrestricted free agent. He was active last year. Yeah. In he was March active. last year. So he was with the team last year on the 53, now back with the team. There's a pretty good shot for Mitchell Wilcox to make this team again. That's what I'm I'm saying. So I, I think Asi Asi's the one mm-hmm. that that would have to make the push. And so we'll see. Maybe he can. Uh and, and obviously he was on the team for most of last year. And like I always say, and all that, these these things usually solve themselves one way or the other. So, and Asiasi was, of course, the claim last year, and they needed depth. But last year, I mean, they were primed to go into the season with three tight ends last year, until until they needed it. So that's the question: is do they feel that need for depth strong enough to to feel like they have to keep the fourth guy? Maybe we should do a way too early fifty three man projection one of these days when the Bengals are off and we need to fill a day. Maybe we should do a way too early 53 man and compare it to our results. Later. Fill a day. It's going to be close because there's only like four spots available. Yeah, I say so fill a day tongue in cheek. I mean, because there's so much going on in training camp, but there are days they don't practice and we don't have practice reports to give. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. No, I, I think it, it would be a good idea. Uh, you know what else was a good idea? Yeah. The Bengals coming out with an all access show that's going to give a behind the scenes look at the team. Mm-hmm. I think there's. A lot of people, fans that were wondering about this, and it's it's one more thing that we'll have to pay attention to uh, for the show, to do the show. But the Bengals announced they're go- going to have a show called From the Jungle, Bengals All Access, a 30-minute documentary show that uh, will give fans a behind-the-scenes look at the team about different stadium renovations. Um, it, it's, a, it's said to be Hard Knocks-esque, mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool. Yeah, when Bengal Social on Reddit, of all places, announced this essentially over a month ago, they were looking for name ideas. And they actually took a name suggestion from a fan. And I think that was actually a pretty cool story because that that fan, I think, was rewarded. It's going to be called From the Jungle, like you said, I think. And their description in the Reddit post was, we have an exciting new all-access show coming. The season will be Hard Knock style that shows behind-the-scenes content of what it's like inside the organization. They wanted the thoughts on on name ideas because they iterated a lot of jungle-related things and day-related things and seemed like they wanted to go a different direction than the day-related stuff. So from the jungle, should be pretty cool. I'm excited for it, James. We've been asking for something like this for a while. Um at least a couple of years. Remember the Colts doing their inside the draft room? Sure. 
thing that's really and and i think i i off the off recording suggested you guys should really do something with the draft room once and i think they were thinking about it. i told callahan one time we were talking to him it'd be so cool to see draft boards like 15 20 years later 10 15 20 years later so we could reflect on and, and see where teams draft boards were kind of like a uh what, what's the thing where you dig and put it in the ground time capsule time capsule yep. yeah that'd be pretty cool not doing that but this show is gonna no. be pretty cool too <laughs> it will for sure looking forward to it yeah looking forward to the first day of training camp practices to tell you about as well getting an idea of who is lining up where jonah williams notably not on the pup list that means he's been cleared that's a, a little nugget that we didn't really talk about very much but with the pup list guys named and jonah williams working on the side in the off-season program and in minicamp like we speculated he might be we should expect to see him at right tackle so where's he lining up what kind of defensive line combinations do we get who's taking snaps opposite cam taylor Britt at corner these are answers that we will have for you hopefully after training camp practice number one which we will cover right here on locked on bengals as soon as we can after practice on Wednesday. Until then, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to this episode of Locked On Bengals podcast of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Who day and have a good one.